Luke chapter 5, verse 26. Just one verse, I'm going to spend two weeks on it, today and next Sunday. And we're probably just going to take a bird's eye view of it again, you know. But we're going to do our best. Look at this scripture today. It's, it's one where um, we see the end result of Jesus doing a, a miraculous thing, healing a paralyzed man. Then everyone was astounded, and they were giving glory to God, and they were filled with awe and said, We have seen some incredible, incredible things today. This is the word of God for his people. Thanks be to God. How many, how many people are, you don't have to raise your hands or anything, I don't want to embarrass but how many of you are in a small group that you meet once a week or once a month or, or uh, you know, to, to be together like Ease. Ease is a small group, Marilyn, thanks for doing that. But it's a larger group, isn't it? <laughs> a small group is usually seven to eight people. Um, that you get together with and, and, uh, and share thoughts with and share things. Barb, you, you and Fred have been involved in a group for many, many years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And they're bringing you along and you're still meeting now even. And Joan's in part of that. And Jean's part of that. Yeah, a lot of folks. Um, uh, anybody else have a small group you want to lift up? Paul and I have a small group. Well, that's not true. It's a big group because Paul and I are in it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Jerry's in it and, and, and uh, uh, Brian's in it once in a while and Joe's in it. Yeah, once you retire, you'll enjoy it more even? Huh, I know it. We're waiting. Yeah. Joe's in it, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm probably in about uh, five or six small groups a week and that's not enough. I'd like to have some more, you know. Um, The reason small groups are important is in this story, we see what a small group does. And that's what I want to share with you in the next few days, or this Sunday and next Sunday. I want to share with you seven things that happens when you're in a small group. And if you're not in a small group, you know, these mega churches are fantastic. There's nothing wrong with them, except that you get lost. Individually, you get lost in those big churches. But if the big churches are worth their salt at all, they have thousands of small groups going on. You know what I mean? Well, Phyllis and I went to a large church one time, and uh, we, the first Sunday we were there, after we were done, four people came up to us and said, please join our small group. Yeah. That's how many, they, the small groups all over the place. And we did join one. And they put us through seminary. Helped us get through college and seminary. My goodness, this group of five, no, it was five, probably five couples, six couples, counting Phyllis and I. Just a small group. We met for Sunday school, met for other events that we would just get together and chat and be friends and be family. That's what happened in this story. It's a small group. We know at least four people that are involved in this small group. In this small group, four guys decided that their friend who was paralyzed could go to Jesus and be healed. But he couldn't get there, so they had to help him. And they did that by going and, and being there. And of course, uh, by this time in Luke's gospel, 
um, the word is around about who Jesus Christ is. And if you want to get touched in a special way, go see him. So they go see him. And of course, all these people were there. And some of them are encouraging people that are there. Some of them are dissenters. Some of them are, you know, troublemakers. But most of them are there because they, want, they know that they're in, in the presence of something special. We saw some astonishing things today. And what happens is they can't get this boy in. So they, you know the story, don't you? They take him up on the roof. Some people actually believe, and if you listen to the text in in different places there, some people actually believe this was Peter's house in Capernaum where they went. And as you understand in those days, even today in third world countries, most of the roofs are not peaked. They're all flat. So they went up on the roof, this flat roof, and no matter how it, how it was going, um, the whole realm of the thing was that Jesus was teaching. They're digging a hole in the roof through the hatch, thatch, or whether it was um, um, something else. They're digging a hole, and you know stuff's got to be flying down on him. Like last week, that cat walked by, you know, and then other things happened and everything's going on outside. But we just kept on worshiping God, right? Well, that's what Jesus is doing. All this is happening, and finally, they lower this guy down. Now, I don't know about you, but when I got on that gurney the other day, and these two guys are going to put me in that ambulance, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, hold on, you know, because uh, I'm going to be flying somewhere. I just know it. And, and, and then they have everything is hydraulically done now. They didn't lift anything. I thought, oh, the poor guys are going to lift me up in there, and they, they didn't lift, you know. <laughs> Well, these guys didn't have that. They lowered this boy down with four, four ropes, with one on each corner. And I would have been saying, oh, you know, watch everything. Uh, he was probably giving them directions, I hope. I'm not sure. But the point of it is, I want to share this with you this morning. In a small group, I want to share three things with you just here real quick. Not quick, because I want to share most of it with you next week. In a small group, there's seven things, I think, that are, are dynamics of a small group. And the first one is compassion. In a small group, you, you end up having more compassion with people than you can ever imagine. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you hear their stories. You hear their angst. You hear their joys. You go through when they, they lose loved ones, when family moves away. All the dynamics that they're going through, that small group goes through together. It's powerful, isn't it? There's no way we would, uh, we would ever not want to have that kind of group that wasn't compassionate. And, and, um, and these guys were compassionate, beyond unbelievable. Unbelievable that they said, oh boy, we're going to get you to Jesus no matter what. And they didn't give up. Not only is compassion a valuable thing in a small group, I think, but what happens in the dynamics of a small group when you're together is this issue of faith. Faith comes about and it changes who you are because you see the faith of everybody else. You know, you see the faith of those who are, are there with you and as they go through everything they're going through and you say, gee, I don't know how you can do that. I don't know how you can do that. And it's a faith that becomes very powerful. And if you listen to this story, this guy is lowered down and, and uh, obviously the four guys come down, they're with him, 
Because Jesus looks at them and he says to them, the four of them, because of your faith, this guy's okay. Woo! Now that's astonishing. We should grab a hold of that. That we can actually have some power in helping somebody else get their lives right. And Jesus looked at the man on the cot and said to him, I can't move around too much, I want to... <laughs> sorry, so, I'm sorry, Tammy. Uh, Jesus looked at him and said, Man, guess what? Your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't believe Jesus ever does anything by mistake. But I believe he was doing, if you listen to the story and put it in context of everything that's going on, there was these people there that were not nice folks. And in their heart, they were saying, Oh, this guy just created blasphemy. He, nobody can forgive sins but God. Jesus, knowing their heart, looks at them and says, Now, listen, guys, which would have been better to say, Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? You see, I, I think in my heart, there's so many dynamics there that we could go by, but I think in my heart, God was show, Jesus was showing everybody that the most important thing in our life is the salvation of our soul. Amen? We will spend all kinds of time making sure everybody's getting fed and doing everything like that, but salvation of their soul is most important. Dr. Pudwell in Haiti, and she, she um, saw 150 Haitians every day after 13 years. Um, she saw them every day, but before they saw her, they said in a gospel lesson that talked about the love of Jesus Christ for them. And then they went to see the doctor. Because it was more important for her to have their soul encouraged than to have her give them a shot for diarrhea or something, you know. Compassion and faith are so, my, so dynamic in a small group, it's unbelievable. And then the whole thing of, of intervention is the third one. In a small group intervention comes, we, we, we seek to help, help them uh, whoever it is in the, in the group, get where they can't be. This is, this is the result of last week when I said um, that the angel came to Ishmael. Didn't come to mom, Hagar. He came to Ishmael and said, get up. And then he went to the mom and said, go get that boy. In the midst of our desert time, we need people that will, will do exactly that. Um, help us get to where we can't be. Amen? There's people all around us in desert times right now. I don't know if you know that or not, but they are. Your family, your friends, people you know, people you don't know, people that pass by you are in the desert crying. And we need to intervene. We need to intervene for them. We need to intervene in our, in, and have that power of the small group encourage us to be interveners. God says that we should go out everywhere and draw people in. <laughs> uh, um, the guy out in California, Rick Warren, one time that uh, it, it was in western Ohio, he was serving a small church and they wanted to get to 200 people on this Sunday. They had put for a whole six months, they were looking for the last Sunday of August before school started and everything. They were going to have 200 people in the sanctuary. So he got up and he asked the ushers, how many people were here? And they said 196. He said, 196? 
We need four more people. And he left the pulpit. And he walked outside and walked to the gas station across the street and said, we need four people. Anybody want to come to church? And those four people are still with him all these years later. Can you imagine? That's what, that's the, that's the, that's what happens in a small group. You, you get that. Let me, let me say it to you. We've seen amazing things here today. You get that? Amazing things. Adele, oh gosh, Adele, I just looked at Adele. Adele texted me yesterday and said, hey, watch this movie. What was the name of it? The, the Salvation of Who? It was some guy, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember his name. He was a um, kid on a movie star. True story. So last night I, I, uh, I said, okay, I'll look for this movie, thinking I would watch it today. Well, I started watching it, and then all of a sudden... It's 12.30. And I said, boy, I'm glad the movie's over. <laughs> but it was an excellent movie. And I, you know, you get it wrapped up. I, actually, it was, an, it was an astonishing movie. It was an amazing thing. And in small groups, you guys that are in small groups, the, you, hear, you walk away sometimes and it was an astonishment that you, you experience God's grace in a way that you can never imagine. I want to share with you, if you're not in a small group, get in one. If you can't get in one, call me, we'll start one. Amen? Yeah, I am. Thank you, Stacy. I just think it's that important, friends. And next week I'm going to give you four more attributes of, of what it means to be in a small group. Um, compassion and faith and intervention is so powerful that's why I brought it up today because that's what brings about the astonishment in a small group you find things that um, just touch your heart and give you joy to get through the desert times amen let's pray together God thank you thank you for the encouragement that we get on Holy Communion Sunday the encouragement that we get Every Sunday that we're here, the encouragement we get when we're with our friends in our small groups, the encouragement we get seeing astonishing things happen in our lives. And we give you glory and honor and praise for it today. Thank you, Jesus, so much for giving us these things. Because we know that you give them to us so that we can... Use them. Use these astonishing things to explain to others you send our way about how much, how much you love them. It could be on a t-shirt. It could be on our smile on our face. It could be on the tear that meets our cheek. But you use those times, Lord, to bring about astonishment in our hearts. Use us to that end, we pray today, that others might be astonished because of your grace. We pray it all in your Son's name and for his glory. And all of God's children said, Amen. Let's stand together and sing our...